0: so yesterday we talked about the tigers bullpen the rumors swirling around about the bullpen what the bullpen could look like in 2023 today we're going to look at starting pitching have a pretty similar conversation there's no rumors swirling about trading any of our starters but we're really thin at the rotation at the moment And i want to talk about who's available to add from the outside and as it stands currently, kind of what the starting pitching situation is heading into 2023. So that's what we're going to talk about today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, so today we are going to talk about starting pitching, the current starting pitching situation for the Detroit Tigers. I think it is under the radar. One of the more, one of the bigger question marks of this team going forward is the starting rotation. I think that we we've talked about the corner infield situation and what to do there. Uh, we've talked about the middle infield situation. We still have some conversation left there, just with Scope's future and whatnot. But we also have to have a very long dialogue about the outfield situation because that's its own thing so we'll do that on our next episode probably if there's no news by then whenever that may be I don't know if I'm recording tomorrow uh for Thanksgiving or not but regardless one of the conversations that we have yet to really do a deep dive on is just the starting pitching unit as a whole and I think it's We've done the individual players. We've talked about these guys at length individually, right? We've been doing that for the last month. But the unit as a whole is thin. It is shallow. That doesn't mean it's not talented, but it is objectively thin. You need innings, and you need innings badly. We got put through the ringer with the injury bug for this rotation over the last two years, Turnbull- And honestly, a lot of the just filler guys over the last two years have gotten hurt. Last year, same thing there, but also some of the long-term players, Scooble, Mize. You have really been manning. You have really been, we've gone through it when it comes to our starting rotation and the health of it. And uh, I, I give these players a lot of credit for battling through that because that's, that's got to be a really tough thing to go through. And, you know, this rebuild, whether we like it or not, whether it was the right thing to do or not, it was built around starting pitching. That is what the entire rebuild, honestly, hung its hat on. Everybody talked about when we were really bad, right? When we were really bad. Everybody talked about the future, and it was going to be Mize, Manning, Scooble, Fayeto uh, for a little bit, a little bit before, like, 2019. But in 2017-18, like, people were really big on Bo Brisky, Franklin Perez after the Verlander trade. Like, this whole thing was supposed to be an incredible starting rotation, and we would figure out the hitting with either later draft picks or free agents, trades, et cetera. There's a lot of things that I disagree with on that. I love me a good top prospect pitcher. Do not get it twisted. But banking an entire rebuild. We didn't have a legitimate bat in our farm system that you could point to and be like, oh, this dude is going to be like our, our future Detroit Tiger. The entire rebuild literally until we drafted Riley Green. And then, obviously, Torgelson got added to that. But even after that, it was two players. It was two. And now we're looking at – we've spread it out a little bit more. You got some more talent. You got some more bats that that people have decent expectations of. But it's still thin. And I I think that that's a flaw in its own, right? And that's a different conversation, I guess. I don't want to keep going down that rabbit hole. But you banked everything on the starting rotation. And now – Almost all of your prospects, actually, I think every single one of the prospects that you were at one point claiming was the rotation of the future, either is now currently hurt or has been hurt for a relatively significant amount of time. Mize, not going to pitch in 2023. It's not happening. Don't, oh, well, what about like September? People don't do that. That's not happening. Okay. So Mize is gone for all of 2023. Scooble, I think the belief right now is like the first half and then we'll kind of play the second half by year. But like similar injury to what Matt Boyd added, he wasn't back until what, September of this season. So I don't know if I'd hold my breath on like June, July, maybe even August. I don't know. That one's kind of a toss up. But he's going to miss a significant amount of the season. You can't rely on him for innings. Matt Manning missed a large majority of last season. Seems to be healthy now, which is great. But again, stunting development when you can't develop because you can't pitch. So that's something that we had to deal with last year. Fiedo has obviously had a, a plethora of injuries, including Tommy John. Um, it, it's just uh, Franklin Perez, we don't even need to go down that thing. But like he certainly had his fair share of injuries, to say the least. Everyone, everyone. Joey Wentz, Tommy John as well. Not currently, he's fine now. But if you, do, I'm not trying to scare anybody. He he's already had Tommy John last year. It's just it, it, it appeared to be one after the other after the other, and that's the old adage. That's what scouts try and tell you. They're like, hey, well. Every scout kind of has a different perception. The, what, the old rule used to be one of every three starting top starting pitching prospects you had, one of them would turn out out of every three. But now some people say it's one out of every five, <laughs> which just goes to show you how prevalent injuries are in the starting pitching world. And so building an entire rebuild off of the most injury-prone position and not even really addressing outside of two players any other area of your team is definitely a take and we don't have to worry about it anymore we don't have to complain about it for an entire episode or anything because that regime is gone but the fact of the matter is that mindset got us here got us to where we are on November 23rd 2022 so that's why I'm bringing it up, and that's why we're talking about it right now. And now we're in a situation. We're heading into 2023. Your starting pitching is unbelievably thin, and you also don't have like the overwhelming top end. This dude is an ace, either. So it's you don't have the the incredible top end talent yet. You have some players that could develop into it. But as far as 2023 goes, you don't have it. That's not in the organization. There's nobody in this organization that's going to, like, go out and and get Cy Young votes this year, okay? And, well, I don't know. 20th for Cy Young doesn't count to me as Cy Young votes. You get what I'm saying. You don't have, like, a top-end elite, like, oh, top 10, 15 pitcher in baseball. And then you also don't really have a solidified – what after third in the rotation you don't have a solidified 4 5 or presumably 6 because again you need innings desperately so we're going to take a look at inside the organization talk about what the rotation will look like and we're going to look at outside the organization but i think starting the show off with just how we got to where we're at is an important conversation to still have because while it wasn't intentional to become this thin at the position this quickly, this was very intentional. And this was legitimately the game plan, believe it or not, was just have a bunch of starting pitchers and hope that they all miraculously turned out. And that's an ode to the previous regime. So now that we know how we got here, let's talk about how, I don't want to use the word fix because it's not necessarily broken per se, but let's talk about how we address that problem heading into next season. But first I got to tell you all about our friends over at simply safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on tigers listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50% off five 50. Oh 50. This is their biggest offer of the year and you won't want to miss it simply safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by us news and the world report for the third year in a row an emergency 24 7 professional professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture crucial evidence and verify if a threat is real so you can get priority police response it is awesome they are the best in the business. 24-7 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. With the top-rated Safe app, you can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm, disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust the settings. You can do it all just from your phone. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. And get fifty percent off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafecom slash MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafecom slash MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two, locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your second listen, check on the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts. Insights only available on Locked On. Locked On Sports Today available on the app, this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, pretend like um, you didn't see the White Sox logo on my T-shirt, okay? <laughs> it's laundry day. <laughs> and uh, this this was the clean shirt I have. So just I'm trying to like cover it up with my mic. I've been really self-conscious about it. So just ignore the fact that um, I, I got it at U.S. Cellular when it was still U.S. Cellular. I went to a White Sox Tigers game, got a shirt there. Okay. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. Um, so the starting pitching situation, let's take a look at, I, I guess we want to take a look at inside the organization first so that we can really address what we need from an outside talent perspective. And I think that that's the right order to do it in because once we have kind of the groundwork laid out of, okay, who's definitely in this rotation, who's kind of shaky, maybe, maybe not. How many starters do we think we need to add? Then we can look at the free agency list and really talk about who would be good fits. Okay. So for starters, you have three that are slam dunks and that are absolutely going to be in the rotation and water Rodriguez. Probably going to be your ace with Scooble hurt, especially not really sure anybody competes internally with Eduardo Rodriguez as the opening day starter for this team. Spencer Turnbull, that's a big one to get back. Now, the thing with Spencer Turnbull, for those who don't know, if you're new to me, new to the show, whatever, you will be pressed to find another a, a bigger Spencer Turnbull believer than yours truly. This is a guy that I have been like ringing the bell on and trying to be super vocal about since like 2019 when he led all of the American League in losses. He had like 18 or 19 losses, and I was still 3-17. and 17, three. He was something ridiculous because that team was terrible. And, and when he was in the minors, I was a big fan of his. Like this is a guy that, that I have really gone to bat for, no pun intended, over and over again. And uh, it really broke my heart when when he got hurt, and that was a that was that was a brutal day. But the no hitter last year, right? A great day, obviously a very big moment in the history of this show. If you're a long time listener, and so um, Spencer Turnbull coming back is huge. Now the thing is, how many innings do you really? Can you really pencil in for Spencer Turnbull? Is he going to come back his first year back from Tommy John and put up 200 innings? Probably not. Probably not. That's a tall ask of anyone. Okay? So, I uh, he's in the rotation, absolutely. And he, he should get as many innings as you are comfortable giving him and as he is comfortable throwing. He he's a dog. He's a gamer. So I would imagine that he wants to pitch every inning. But it's it's a conversation where he's definitely in the rotation, but that maybe you get a six starter. Maybe you even get seven. You need a lot of innings. And we have been bitten by that each of the last two seasons. This year and last year. We both both of those years, we got hosed on. The inability to have starting pitching depth and just the inability to log the amount of innings we needed to get through a season. Like Brian Garcia, you know, gamer, competitor, love the dude. He shouldn't be in a position where he has to start multiple games a season for the Detroit Tigers. That shouldn't be our reality. So we need starting pitching depth badly. But in the same breath, we need to fill out a rotation. And Turnbull helps fill out the rotation. He's going to get his innings. But, I mean, what, 150, 170 innings? That's a that's a relatively full season these days. Maybe you skip him in the rotation a few times. Maybe he lands on the 10-day IL for arm soreness once or twice, just to arm soreness, in quotes, just to kind of get a break for a couple of trips through the rotation. I don't know, but... I don't think that you can just say Spencer Turnbull's the number two in this rotation or the number three or whatever number you want to put him at, and he's just going to guaranteed start once every five days. I don't think that that's fair to him, given his situation. I don't think that that's fair to the organization when, again, we're very thin at the position. So glad he's back. So excited to watch Turnbull pitch. But I don't think him alone excuses you from going out and getting a sixth starter or even a seventh. We'll have that conversation later. Uh, and then Matt Manning is another slam dunk. Uh, he will absolutely be in this rotation. He deserves to be in this rotation. Showed signs. He was pretty inconsistent once he was healthy last season, but did have some really good starts and some starts where you were like, wow, I get it. I understand where all the hype's coming from now. Uh, I, I, You know, it took a while to maybe translate over into the majors from what we saw in the minors, but like this dude is legit. And then there were some starts where you were like, ah, that was that was pretty like pitch to contact and it didn't go very well. So I think another step in his development, he is still very young, what, 24 years old? I think he'll be 25 this season. So uh, again, uh, another young guy, definitely part of the rotation. Now, in the same breath, he hasn't given you even close to like 200 innings in a season in his entire life. Went from high school To professional ball in the minors. They don't play as many games, especially in the lower levels of the minors. And then came up halfway through last season and was kind of limited toward the end of the year. And then this year had the injury. Like, you again, how many? You need innings. I'm just going to keep reiterating the point. You need innings badly. And that's kind of it for like the solidified, definitely going to be in this rotation conversation. That's it. So you have three dudes and only one of them that, presuming health, you know can give you 200-ish innings. Or even if that's like too high of a bar. Oh, nobody pitches 200 innings. Okay, 180. Erod is really the only dude that, that has proven time and time again that he can, well, I don't know, time and time again, has proven before that he can give you those kind of innings that you're paying to give him those kind of innings and that if he stays healthy, can give you those type of innings. That's really it. So you need a lot of help in the starting pitching side of things. Now, you kept Tyler Alexander. I still don't think you should pencil him in as part of the rotation on opening day. I've said that for going on three separate seasons now. There's always at least one person that disagrees with me. That's fine. But uh, I I think that uh, he would excel. I've said this a million times, (laughs) excel in the role of being the long reliever that you can spot start when needed. I'm not saying don't start him at all this year. I'm just saying don't put him in the rotation on opening day and then use him as a starter when you need to use him as a starter when inevitably somebody needs a trip off in the rotation. You're not only going to use five starters all year. That doesn't happen anymore for any team in the game of baseball. That's just not how baseball is played these days. Okay, so you have Tyler kind of in the wings there, Bo Brisky is I think the next person I want to talk about Bo had a, a, a solid season. He had a solid year. I still needs to work on some swing and miss stuff, but he has a good changeup. Uh, I love his changeup. He's got a solid fastball. Maybe needs to develop the breaking ball a little bit more, but uh, I believe in Bo Brisky and I believe in the development of Bo Brisky. Um, that, that will help a little bit. I, I, I think we're starting to walk the fine line of, and this is a pretty subjective thing in my eyes from person to person. Is Bo Brisky somebody that heading into opening day, you go fourth guy in the rotation. That's really what a lot of the future of this offseason is going to come down to. Or at least how many starting pitchers you sign what, what it's going to come down to. I'm not sure I'm at a point where I am confidently guaranteed saying Bo Brisky starting once every five days. We're all good. Like, no restrictions, no, you know, coddling him or protecting him or, you know, babying him along developmental wise. Let's just throw him out in the rotation and let's do it. I want him to start games this year, very much so. I think Bo Brisky would be a phenomenal sixth starting pitcher in this rotation. Okay. As I've said before, you only have one pitcher that you really know, assuming health on all these guys, has the ability to give you a decent amount of innings. After that, it gets a little shaky. And I think if you bring in two other starters from the outside, and then you also keep Bo on the Major League roster, you can then use Bo Brisky as a quote-unquote spot starter, but he's really a starting pitcher in the rotation for wherever you see fit. You need to give somebody one trip off in the, in the rotation, Bo Brisky. Somebody goes to the IL, Bo Brisky immediately pops in and replaces them. Um, even if you just don't have an off day for seven days in a row and you want to give the rotation one day off to re, to regroup, Bo Brisky, sixth straight game. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that he would excel at that role. It would still continue his development because he would get relatively consistent starts. He would get enough innings to take strides in his development, but there wouldn't be a ton of pressure on him. And if he got hurt or needed a day off, it would be very easy to do so. Okay. That's kind of where I stand with Bo. That's where I stand with the other three guys. After that, you have the likes of Garrett Hill, who I don't think you are in a position to be in the starting rotation this season. If you want to put Garrett Hill in the bullpen and have him be a long reliever that again, if you need like emergency now need a starting pitcher ASAP, you go to Garrett Hill. I'm fine with that. Kind of like what Willie Peralta was last season or the last two years, really. I'm okay with that, but opening day, I don't think Garrett Hill should be part of the starting rotation plans. And, the only other one to really talk about, I think, after that is just Alex Fieto. And a lot of that is going to come down to his health. And, like, the same conversation regurgitated for a third time. Like, a lot of these dudes are around the same area developmentally. Like, Alex Fieto is in that same conversation where it's like, "Are are you really? He hasn't had a healthy season in, like, four years. 2019 was that his last healthy season 2020 there was no minor league baseball so I guess that doesn't like really count but like he had Tommy John during then as well 2021 that's Tommy John then he comes back and then he got hurt even after he came back this year like it's it's maybe been since like 2019 that he's had a relatively long stretch of time without getting hurt I'm not really sure we're in a position to be throwing him out there 100% and just saying, like, again, like, no restrictions, you know, leash off, just do whatever. Now, Alex Fido in the bullpen to start off the season, and then yet again for the third play in a row, if you need a starter, go to him because he showed signs of development. I'm fine with that too. And not all of these dudes will make the Tigers. Some of them will start off in the rotation in Toledo because they want to try to develop them as starters. Alex Fido particularly might start off – in the lower levels or Garrett Hill. Like th- this is such a fluid conversation. I'm not trying to make this sound like this is like all guaranteed going to happen. These are huge question marks and I'm just trying to talk them, talk them through with you. So I think that's pretty much everyone. I guess Joey Wentz, if you just want me to say the exact same thing for the fourth person in a row, I can, but I think Joey Wentz is very similar to those other guys. So do you have like three or four dudes that have the ability to start games. Uh, but I'm not sure they are either at a spot production talent developmental wise to just be handed the keys to be an everyday rotation starter or they have enough injury concern where like if you do that, how many innings are you even gonna get out of them anyway, you might as well sign somebody else and use them throughout the season. We know that starters are gonna get hurt. me saying that some of these guys should start off in the bullpen or shouldn't be one of the five or six rotation arms or Uh, should start off in in Toledo. That doesn't mean that I don't think they should start games for the Tigers at all. We had like 18 different starting pitchers this year. I promise all these dudes will start games. (laughs) Like, I I can promise you, on November 23rd, every single person I've mentioned will start at least one game for the Detroit Tigers in 2023. But if you don't bring in anybody and just go with that, then – When those guys start getting hurt, you need depth. And when those guys start getting hurt or needed time off in the rotation or whatever, then you're going to be hosed again for the third year in a row. And you're going to have one inning middle relievers starting games for you because you don't have any other options. Okay. Okay. Finally done with that conversation. I went a lot longer than I anticipated, but I got everything out I wanted to get out. So now let's take a look at the free agents really quickly. I want to just talk about who are some potential landing spots some targets. That's the word for the Tigers and free agency. We'll do that right after I tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends of every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. So talking about the starting rotation, I think I got through everybody internally That's on the 40 man roster that is going to get a legitimate look to be in the starting rotation this season. If I did not mention them, that means that they are so far off my radar of potentially being a starting pitching option going into opening day that I didn't even mention them. Okay. So answer your own question. If you're like, Oh, what about so-and-so that's where I stand on whoever you're thinking about. Okay. Um, Let's. Talk about free agents. Uh, Carlos Rodon is a really easy place to start. He is somebody that I think a lot of teams will have a lot of interest in. He is a darn good pitcher. I would love it. I would love it. Now, there is some concern about his injury history as well, but he's also been one of those players where especially the last two years, it's been like, oh, we're worried about his shoulder, we're worried about his arm, and then, like, nothing's really ever come of it. Like, he's logged innings and been good. So I don't know if that's – every time he's a free agent for the rest of his life, it's probably going to be, oh, but what about the shoulder? Well, the last two times it's worked out pretty fine. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as worried about that. And the good thing is if you do sign two, even three starting pitchers this offseason or trade for whatever, you bring in two to three starters of outside talent, then your depth becomes great. A team with, uh, 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 I don't know, Bo Brisky, Alex Fido Garrett Hill, Joey Wentz, the list goes on. One of those guys, however you rank them, it doesn't matter to me, however you rank them talent-wise of, oh, this dude's of those four, this dude's the best, this dude's the worst. Having whoever the worst is of that four in your head as like the eighth or ninth or tenth option is great depth. Objectively, that's something that that we would have loved the last two seasons, and thankfully these guys stepped up and they provided that, and they they have been that. But that's that's where I want to be. We don't have enough players on this team to just guarantee us innings, so we we need to go out and and I would love to add to depth, and if we can bring in a Rodon, that would add to the top end talent and the ceiling of this rotation as well as then directly correlating to the depth because everyone would move down one. That's just two for the price of one. Fantastic. Beautiful. So, obviously, I I, I would be fine with that. I think even with the injury concern and whatnot, he's 30. uh, We need talent. We need talent. This team was not good last season. We need talent. So, I'm fine with it. Uh, Kershaw, Dodgers, not going to happen. DeGrom. I hate to break it to all of you. Jacob DeGrom is not coming to Detroit. That's not going to happen. Nathan Ivaldi. I don't think this is a very long conversation either because I think that uh, he is – I think Boston wants him back. And even if they don't, I don't think he's necessarily on the Tigers' radar. 33 years old and has definitely had a very long injury history. Maybe that lowers his price, Um, but – I I don't know. I I think you would have to get him on a bargain for me to be like happy-go-lucky, Woohoo, Nathan Ivaldi. Very talented pitcher, obviously, but the velocity was down last year, and he has had a long career's worth of injury history. So that's someone to keep an eye on for, but I don't think that he's going to be toward the top of the Tigers list. Chris Bassett, maybe. Uh, I got another dude in his mid-30s. It's it's also odd because a lot of the really good high end starting pitchers are already in their earlier mid thirties, and this team, for how young it is, is trying to find players that are going to be here for longer term. Which is why Rodon is so intriguing. He's only thirty, and like I don't know, I I just I feel like this fan base is starting to get kind of tired of like the one-year band-aid stopgap players who like are going to play here for a year if they're good they get flipped at the deadline if they don't then they're just bad and on the rotation all year i think people are tired of those guys um so like Corey kluber like sure you could get him on a bargain not i I don't know like that'd be a one-year deal kyle gibson you get for a couple of years um Martin Perez, uh, he accepted the qualifying offer from Texas. So not Martin Perez. Uh, Sean Manaya, though, like that's another one. He's uh, he's 31 years old and has had a history of being like pretty high ceilings. Um, pair him with Fetter, You might get some out of it. That's not one that I'm totally against. I would be pretty open to that. And again, really after Rodan and like obviously Kershaw, DeGrom, and probably of all these still credit where credit's due. Then, and Verlander, but I'll get to him in a sec. Then you're kind of done with the, oh, like this is going to be a top two in our rotation. Like anybody outside of those four or five guys I just named is is going to be a middle of the rotation arm for you, which is still very needed and please add it, but not going to, I don't know, not very many of these dudes after those players I named are going to like take over opening day starter. That's all. Um, I mean, Tyone's only 31. Taiwan Walker's only 29. That one's maybe enticing. You get him on a couple year deal. Um, He didn't exactly set the world on fire this year, but has had really good seasons. Maybe you can get him to a multi year deal on a decent money. Uh, Quintana's 33. Maybe that's a little old. There there are some intriguing names, though. I I would be fine with pretty much anybody. Like, I I don't want to just take like the 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 middle road and just be like oh anybody but like we need arms so badly like I'm not gonna be particular about who we add for outside talent. Kyle Gibson's been really good. He's 34, I guess. He's a little older, but like he's been really solid. If you want to go young, then you're looking at manaya Tyone, Walker, Rodon, Zach Eflin, even only 29 years old. Those are the guys that you're circling. If you don't care how old they are and you just want somebody on this team, then you're looking for the other guys I mentioned and some of the names toward the top of the list. We'll end the show with Justin Verlander because that's everybody's favorite topic of conversation. Uh, it's not happening. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Uh, no, but seriously, like it's 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 not happening this year. Um, I would be I would be floored. I would be stunned. I would be shocked. He's forty. He's coming off a Cy Young season. I think he's going to get like a two-year deal, even maybe even a three-year deal for just a ridiculous amount of AAV, a ridiculous amount of yearly salary, kind of like what Max Scherzer got. Um, I, I think that that is the type of contract he's going to get. I don't think that this team is. This team has so many holes still. We've been going over them for over a month. This team has so many holes to fill. I'm not sure they want to spend 25, 30, 35, $40 million a year tied up into one starting pitcher that's in his 40s after Tommy John, even if it is off a Cy Young season. Okay, I know everybody wants it. I would cry. I would come on stream and I would ball my eyes out. I don't, I have a heart. I would love it in a perfect world. Yes. Please sign me up. I'm not saying I don't want it to happen. I'm saying it's not going to happen. I want it to happen more than anybody. I would love it, but it's not going to happen. I think the better chance we have, he's going to go somewhere and going to get paid. And I think after that contract, if he kind of reverts back to not necessarily a bad pitcher, but just back to not like a Cy Young caliber pitcher, and maybe his ERA's in like the 3.5 to 3.7 range, and he's like 43 years old two years from now, and he's a free agent again, and the Tigers hopefully two years from now have taken more steps in the right direction, or on the cusp, or just straight up a competitive baseball team, that's when I think the homecoming can happen. I I don't think the homecoming is happening when he's coming off a Cy Young season and looking for a bag, and we're coming off an almost 100-loss season with no real evidence that that's going to change next year. So not trying to ruin your Thanksgiving weekend or your long weekend, um, but I would not hold my breath. I'd be happy. I'm rooting for it, just as you all are. But the logical part of my brain, and I talk about this in therapy all the time, the logical part of my brain and the emotional part of my brain, do not see eye to eye on Justin Verlander. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that's all I got for you all. Next conversation will be about outfield. we got to have that conversation. A lot, of, uh, a lot of articles written about it. It's been the talk of the town because we know that we have a hole at third base now. But um, Scott Harris made a comment where he said we need a right-handed hitting outfielder still. And there's not very many of them in free agency. Let me tell you, like all the outfield free agents outside of like Aaron Judge, pretty much all of them are lefties. Like, there's a few exceptions. I'm not, but like, it's a, a, a heavy dose of lefties. So, we'll have that conversation and talk about. I wasn't planning on going like position group by position group and just like breaking everything down, but I guess that's what we're doing. So, next up is outfield. Um, yeah. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know. I, I hate to like put you on the fly and like kind of leave you hanging. I don't know if I'm going to be recording the rest of this week or not i'm going out of town for thanksgiving so it's really just a matter of what i have time time for uh so i might see you later this week if i don't i'll be back on monday we'll talk about anything that might have happened over the weekend and if nothing happened that outfield talk it is peace and love going to therapy's dope and i'll catch you all then baby go tigers